Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor, Joey Devine, Jeff Dunham, the Queen of Mean, Lisa Lampanelli, Sean Keane, D.L. Hughley, musical guest, Weird Al Yankovic, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, back again, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock. Uh, we, we, we took a couple days off, but we are fucking here, baby. Yeah. Uh, Sean, my permanent co-host, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm in San Francisco right now, getting ready for... Sketchfest. Oh, you mean uh, fucking Boogie's hometown, baby? <laughs> Boogie's new home, and uh, I I felt like a G leaguer because I was on a bus for almost eleven hours yesterday. Well, we don't need to talk about that because no. it is too sad. Yeah. Um, before we get this hot hot episode started, though, <laughs> let me just say. Thank you, everyone who has rated, reviewed, subscribed, and messaged us in, messaged us in the past. But you know what? We want more because we are selfish. <laughs> so uh, please follow us on Twitter at Round Rock Pod. Um, email us at Round Rock or at Round Rock Pod at Gmail Call us on the phone at three two three six eight two zero three four two. We want to hear from you. And also, most importantly, uh, if you like the show and you want to help us out, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. 
We don't know how or why that helps us out, but every other podcast says it does. So mm-hmm. it definitely, we, definitely, really helps. We are, we are into following. Um, also, uh, we had an album that we put out uh, last month uh, at roundballrock.bandcamp.com. It is available for free to download. It is the entire first season of Slammed Up. So please download that if you're into that sort of thing. And uh, that's it, right, Sean? Have I done all the business? I think that's all the business. I, I did it so much more seamlessly than normal. Yeah, I like now I'm like, did we forget something? Did we? But we. No, I think I think that was it. Well, cool. Um, should we get straight to the news? Let's let's get into it. Hell yeah! Get down on this news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, our top story, Sean. And it's a doozy. Um, Jeannie Buss, the controlling owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, mm-hmm. went on the uh, the Low Post podcast and said that she had tried stand-up comedy and wants to continue doing stand-up comedy. So she, so, okay, so she's taken it, she took a stand-up comedy class? Yeah, she said it was on her bucket list to do stand-up comedy. Okay. And uh, she took a class, and she did it, and she plans to continue doing it in the off-seasons. She says she's too busy as Lakers owner during the season, but... During the offseason, she's going to continue her career as a stand-up comedian. I mean, it's hard enough to be a stand-up and uh, a basketball podcaster and pundit. I can tell you that from yeah. experience. So, yeah, I mean, I do I do most of my stand-up between uh, July 15th and the beginning of training camp, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, There's so much ball, baby! So, in this podcast, she did describe... Zach Lowe made her describe one of her bits. It's always good, by the way, to to let someone describe a bit rather than doing it. Yeah, I I want to go easy on her bit because first off, uh, stand up is hard, especially when you've only done it one time. Yeah. Uh, And also describing your bit to someone never works. Yeah, That's like if someone's like, hey, you're a comedian. Come tell me a joke. Yeah. When you're a stand up comedian which I was for 10 years, and Sean continues to be, um, you stop telling people you're a stand-up comedian within, like, three months of being a stand-up comedian. Yes. Because it is a nightmare. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah. Um, Joey, I have still- you actually retired, or is this like Michael Jordan playing baseball? It's like Michael Jordan playing baseball, This is, This podcast is your Birmingham Barons. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm planning to leave this once, uh, once I, it's Peter. Once it's... Uh, once it's turned out I'm only like a 250 hitter. <laughs> um, but Jeannie Buss said her main bit was how she is Barbie's mom. Um, Which again, we're going to go easy on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say anything bad about it. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. because. But also, again, she was describing it to Zach Lowe, a person who... 
had drunk one beer. And he I would not. Was, <laughs> I would not say he's humorful. Does exactly. that make sense? Yes. I. He's not humorless. I don't think he's. I mean, he's no Brett Slampson. That's for sure. <laughs> but not exactly a guy who gets jokes. I feel like normally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although yeah. I did have the observation the other day that Zach Lowe is sort of like he's like basketball Louis C.K. Because, like, 80% of his podcast is, like, him complaining about the mundanity of having a daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He, yeah, he's not, like, he's not, like, my Croatian daughter's an asshole. Like, <laughs> but it's like close. Like, Louis C.K. would be, yeah, it is, like, it's, like, you can't do anything. You're, I, I go to bed, I'm a dad. I, these people are here from Croatia. What's the deal with these people? Um, but what I wanted to do here real quick, Sean... Is mm-hmm. you and I have both been paid to write comedy for people in the past. We have, yes. So, I think we should maybe pitch Jeannie Bus some ideas for things she should maybe write some jokes about. Yeah, yeah, some topics, okay. Um, the first one I had is, uh, what about a bit about how your, uh, your 85-year-old fiancé did too much peyote? Yeah, that's funny. And like <laughs> he's wandering around in the desert, and it's like, let me tell you one thing about Phil Jackson. He also needs a special chair for his dick. Yeah, but see, you know what I mean. I like, don't think like she she should say Phil Jackson. She should try and do it like super relatably. You know? Oh, just, just like, like like. Don't you hate it when your boyfriend does too much peyote? <laughs> uh, yeah, just like. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you're you get all dressed up for Valentine's Day and you make a special dinner and then your your 85 year old fiance just gives you a bunch of books that he wants you to read <laughs> in a real passive aggressive way? What's the deal with that? Uh, all right, do you have a bit for her, Sean? Uh, yeah, I have a good bit for her. It's about um, it's basically about now. These are just uh, premises. We should these be are clear. just yeah. These are just premises. We're just throwing things out there and um how do you tell your best friend mm-hmm. uh, Kurt Rambis's wife mm-hmm. uh, that her husband's goggles are really out of fashion <laughs> yeah that's really good um all right what about one that's about your uh your fiance dirty talking you and you don't understand the dirty talk and he's just always like oh i love your triangle I love the triangle. And you're like, ah, I could use a little bit of pick and roll right now, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> pick and roll over. Um, what about what about like like you know what it's like when your father is supposed to be controlling a professional sports organization, but he's spending all his time at uh, a strip club in Inglewood and the uh-huh. poker table? Yeah. What's the deal with that? Uh, what about like, hey, has anybody out there ever uh, sued their brother? Uh-huh. Anybody out there ever sued your own brother? <laughs> I think and then she you should just do, do a, crowd yeah. work. <laughs> I think she should do a thing about um, the difference. You know how like people like the differences between men and women. People so her own it. twist on it could be like, what's the the differences between? Laker owners and Clipper owners and like Laker owners when they go out they like to party with Magic Johnson in a special room in their arena while 
Clippers owners like to systematically discriminate on housing <laughs> on the basis of race. I mean, that that's like a little, there's a little bit of an outdated premise, that's good, I guess. Though, I think. Yeah. Um, what about just like, what's the deal with team plane food? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Like, <laughs> honestly, they could make the whole plane out of this chicken cacciatore. That's how, <laughs> that's how tough it is. Uh, oh, oh, and how about, how about like, um, just, just making fun of AC Green for being a virgin for like yeah, 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, you should do that. Has anybody ever had a coworker who was a virgin and wouldn't fucking shut up about it? <laughs> just could not get laid. <laughs> um, what about one where it's like, hey, has your brother ever fired your fiance without telling you? <laughs> oh, that's really good. Um, what about how like, what do you do when one of your employees, you think he has a good reputation, but then uh, he hits on another coworker's wife and tells her he's going out to hunt Mexican girls? <laughs> what do you What do you do? What's the deal with that? Here's a relatable one. Where it's like, uh, uh, <laughs> have you ever had a friend who won't shut up about his uh, about his fi- about all the stories he's going to tell everyone? <laughs> How do you tell a friend their stories are bad? Yeah, that's good. What about when she does like a who's on first thing for basketball? Mm -hmm. But it's like, I want a player who's not going to dominate the ball. A ball? I want a guy with a lot of heart. Heart ball. Kuzma. No. No. Oh, those other ones were too good. (laughs) That's the one that went too far. Um, I just don't see Jeannie doing character work. Oh, I guess that's true. That's true. Yeah, you know what? You're right. She's a solo performer. She doesn't need to share the spotlight. That's why Phil Jackson's out of the picture. <laughs> and and Jimmy. And, and Joey. <laughs> yeah, Jeffy's out. <laughs> Rome bus is out. Uh us wh- <laughs> definitely out. Um anyway. I want to just say right off the bat, uh, good luck, Jeannie. Um, and if you ever need some stage time, we know mm-hmm. a guy. His name is Sean Keen, and he yeah. runs a show in Echo Park every Monday, and he will for sure put you up. Yeah. And actually, if you're a listener, why not just drop in on any random Monday? Because you never know who might be on the stage. Could be... Jeannie Bus. Could be Jeannie Bus. Could be... Meta World Peace. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to have uh, Meta. Could be uh, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, if he's in town. Blake Griffin, the invitation's also out to you. Um, I'm trying to think who else would, would want to do stand-up in the NBA. Probably Balmer. Balmer's welcome. <laughs> I like, bet he's got, he's got some jokes. Uh, I bet Enos Cantor would do stand-up. Oh, yeah, that would be great. And we can protect him at Little Joy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a... Uh... There's only one entry to the room. So Yeah. And yeah, they have they have good security. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh should we go to our next story? Let's go to our next story. Um as everyone here knows, uh mm-hmm. listening. I mean also on this call Skype call, but also listening. Uh we here at Roundball Rock 
are the number 77 podcast, according to the completely reputable website, the one everybody knows about, everyone looks at it, chartable.com. Mm-hmm. And we are the number 77 professional sports podcast in Senegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to get to number one, baby. We want to be number one. So, um, Sean, do you have a uh, news story that might help us get to number one here? I do. I do. Last night, uh, the Phoenix Suns played the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the cowardly Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns tried to fight brave Senegalese basketball hero Gorgie Den. And, uh, yeah. So here's what happened. The Wolves were ahead by 20 points in the third quarter, and... uh, Jang fouled Booker and uh No he didn't. It, it wasn't even a foul. Yeah, it was it it Gorgie Jang can do no wrong. That's true. That's true. There was an inadvertent elbow that uh Devin Booker rammed his face into, trying to headbutt his elbow. Yes. I think it's probably the yeah. best description of it. Then uh even though he waited but so the it was just uh you know, the ball went out of bounds mm-hmm. uh for the incorrect foul call. Then Booker waited like ten seconds and then uh, like confronted Jang and tried to hit him in the face. Um, and then they would, you know, the fight was broken up immediately, as most NBA fights are. Uh, of course, which Devin Booker clearly knew since he had a larger teammate standing right next to him as he confronted Jang. Uh, they both got ejected, which was, I think, it was more like they just, you know, like the game was kind of out of reach, and they were just like, get out of here. Uh, and Jang, as he was leaving the floor, signaled Booker to come meet him in the tunnel to fight. Hell yeah, uh, dude. That's how we do yeah. it in Senegal. That's right. You don't disrespect Senegalese hero Jang. Be a no man, way. Devin Booker. Yeah. Uh, and then Devin Booker very clearly pretended he was trying to run into the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Like, this is in Phoenix, so it's a security guard from his own team, and so he he was like lunging but not really fighting, mm-hmm. and the security guard grabbed the back of his jersey, and somehow uh, that was enough to corral Devin Booker, who is six foot six and two hundred and five pounds, but yet a uh, a security guard at the Talking Stick Arena uh, was able to hold him back. Uh, so there was a quote. From Jang, he said, he talked to me. I talked to him back. I think he tried to hit me. Everybody could see I didn't throw a punch. In this league, a lot of guys think they are tough, and they are not, which is... Great quote I'm going to say a good quote, and also probably the best description of Devin Booker I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> do you want to know how um, cowardly Devin Booker was being? It's so funny to call him a coward. Um Devin Booker, do you think he talked to reporters after this? Well, round? I'm sure you'd want to defend your he actions not, after this. No, oh, no. oh, he didn't. He okay. did not. Um, um, why does Devin Booker constantly pretend to fight people? Like, well, what's going on in his life? Is it just playing for the Suns? No, I've said this before. I think Devin Booker uh, is in a rare category with only... Uh, with only... Um, D'Angelo Russell, and maybe a little bit uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, where they are the most, like, millennial people in the league. And I think, oh, oh. And I think okay. they have a tendency to uh, 
stoke the fire in older players where they feel like they're being replaced. <laughs> Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right? Like, like, oh, you're trying to, you're gonna, you're gonna Instagram my starting job. Exactly. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just some inherent inherent quality that says like, this is a, this is a punk. Yeah. Anyone who's gonna like shave a line in their eyebrows, I think, generally, <laughs> uh, is gonna bother like Jason Terry. Hmm. And it's different if it's like a light-hearted millennial mm-hmm. like Lonzo Ball, who's like he's just having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not he's not hard feelings. Um, Devin Booker is more like an internet tough guy. Yes, I would say yeah. that's that's true. Yeah. Um, what do you think would have happened if they actually fought? Uh, Gorgie Jang would have kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a big strong guy, and he, uh, he's from Senegal, the strongest Senegal. country in the history of that countries. That is true. That is true. Uh, um, no one can defeat Senegal. That's true. Uh, I have another question for you, Joey. Is this the first time since he's been traded that Jimmy Butler has been nostalgic for Minnesota? I'm gonna say no. You don't think so? Uh, I think. At some point since he's been in Philadelphia, he's been like, oh, man, I could really use a cheese curd right now. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> he's oh. just like, oh, I just need to go to at least two of the lid stores in the Mall of America right now. I could really use a Juicy Lucy, but mm-hmm. all I have is this fucking roast pork sandwich. <laughs> I'm at this apparel store. And I don't understand why there isn't a Justin Morneau jersey available. What the hell? Why do people keep saying Johns to me? <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be able to ask for a refreshing drink of water without someone repeating Wooter back to me. <laughs> um. So my question, Senegal-related question here. Sean, yes. What would... His Excellency, President of Sen- Senegal, Macky Sall, have to say about this. Uh, I think he would say the, the referees were unfair. Definitely. But that, but that Jiang acquitted himself well. He stood up for himself. Um, and he, he, in fact, challenged him to a fight. It was unfair that he got ejected, but he dealt with it with class. He explained mm-hmm. himself well. And uh, I think he's going to give him a medal. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, President Macky Sall, again... If you want to come on Round Ball Rock, please do. Please, please go on. <laughs> Always welcome on Round Ball Rock. Also, uh, Mackie Sal, Your Excellency, welcome to do a set at the business. Uh, and if you live in Senegal, mm-hmm. uh, please, please tell your friends to download this podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, we want to go straight to number one, baby. Just yeah. like UB40 and Neil Diamond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I think I told that story here before. Um... All right, another good story we've got this week, Sean. I want to before we get into this though. I want to make it very clear: we cannot talk about the games. That is our new policy on <laughs> Roundball Rock. So we need to talk about this story without talking about what ha- what's been happening in the actual games. But uh-huh. the Memphis Grizzlies say they'll listen to offers from Mike Conley and Marcus All. Um. Yeah, this is, you know, the, the, the trade deadline grind. Yeah, it is, and there's there's about two weeks to the trade deadline, so this, you know, it's this is the right time to announce this. I would say, 
I but, generally, though, think you don't need to announce this at all. Right, like that you can just... The well, best kinds I, of these I have trades... A, I do have, yeah, go ahead. ...are like when Utah trades Darren Williams and it's a surprise. Yeah, And yeah. teams didn't have, like, uh, two weeks to, like, collude behind your back about what they're actually going to offer you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one, This one seems like it's such a weird theoretical idea it's almost like they're softening up the fans of memphis i think that's what they're doing and also truth be told i don't think they're going to be able to trade at least both of these guys by tuesday i this feels more like conley's getting traded this summer gasol i think should will probably get traded so well it it's it's interesting because conley has a bigger deal that lasts longer Mm mm-hmm uh, Mark Gasol has a $25 million salary for next year, mm-hmm. but it's a player option. So, And he's already leaked that he's going to opt out. Yeah, and I think he, I mean, he, he he's going to opt out. Like he's, this is, this is like the situation where you opt out of a large contract and take a longer contract with a smaller annual value. Just like his brother has done more than once now. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't know that Marcus Sol's going to get twenty five million dollars to play next season. Definitely not. But I think it's very possible he gets like three three years for like sixty million dollars, something like that. It still seems pretty high to me. Not to talk that about the be- games, but he has not been very good. <laughs> Only he's, he's thirty three. Um, so yeah, that's a good. I mean, ba- basically, I think this this move also serves to say go ahead and opt out, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he just seems more realistic because you're not necessarily committing that much for, whereas Conley, um, just, just makes so much money that he, uh, he probably has like a little bit of negative value in a trade. I Which would say I think is weird because, <sighs> Here's the thing. It seems like contract lengths now uh-huh. uh, really fuck teams up, where it's like guys are now like demanding trades with like two years to go in free agency. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, like before they get to free agency, and everyone's like, well, he's not worth anything. He's only signed for two more years. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, to me, like, I get Mike Conley is like, old and also uh-huh. paid a lot of money yeah and also injury prone yes but he's still locked up longer like what's the deal <laughs> like please nba do not get into like a baseball like situation uh, that's oh, all i care about terrible. like mike yeah. conley would be really good like even if he's like kind of hurt like guess what indiana you're not gonna sign mike conley you know what i mean <laughs> Well, that's that's a team that really makes more sense. Now, again, it's just it's it's hard to match his, you know, whatever, 30 million dollar salary this year. Mm -hmm. You have to have stuff to send back. Uh, You know who's got something to send back? Who's that? Uh, The New York Knickerbockers. That's true. If Uh, they want him to be their point guard. Um, I don't think Enos Cantor can get. Uh, I don't think uh, Turkey can get to Enos Cantor in Memphis. 
God, I kind of feel like, yeah, that's well, I don't, I don't know about that, Joey. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure that Memphis is the best place to be. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into it, but <laughs> not no, a you're, notably you're, are safe. Are you going to have city. a Bill? Are you going to have a Bill Simmons? I don't want to have a Bill Simmons moment here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, it it seems like. Like I, I don't see like an immediate fit for some Mike Conley team. Maybe over the summer when you have a little more time to plan and you have some flexibility, but I just I don't really see a feasible trade target right now. Uh, I mean, doesn't Dallas make sense actually? I mean, it it could, but they they I I would just imagine that they've been working so much to have a bunch of cap space this year. And they don't have their pick next but, year. Like, yeah, cap space always works out so well for Dallas. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm just, I'm just wondering if, like, I don't, I don't know that they, you know, three years removed from Chandler Parsons are like, oh, this guy seems like he's got a clean bill of health. But, but do they? Does Dallas like need a point guard like Mike Conley when they have Luca? I mean, I think he'd be a better fit than Dennis Smith. Well, but Dennis Smith is like 20 years old. True. I just mean, you know, he's a good shooter and he plays defense really hard. Um, it just well, and okay. You still so need I, a secondary. Here's, ball the, here's the thing. So, so you've mentioned that they should trade Mike Conley to the Eastern Conference. I do. That is what I really want to get to. Uh-huh. Memphis. The city of Memphis, please end our national nightmare uh-huh. and trade Mike Conley to the Eastern Conference. He's never he's never made an all star team. He's easily the best player to not make an all star team, and I'm sick of hearing about it. I don't even really want him to make an all star team. It doesn't that matter, except that I, we can stop hearing yeah, that. Story. I just want people to stop telling me he's the best player who's never made an all star team. Yeah. Now Joey, the thing I'm a little worried about is I'm not sure Mike Conley is an all-star in the Easter Conference either. I mean, he probably is. He's a coach's I, choice, for sure. Maybe. Yeah, he's dude. he's only shooting 35% from three. <laughs> he shoots 42% from the field. 20 and 6. I, mean, I don't he's on a pretty garbage team right now. He is, but he's having like a worse year than D'Angelo Russell. Well, D'Angelo Russell has fucking owned in the last like 3 weeks. Yeah, dude. It's been great. Um, um I'm just I I feel like that would be the saddest thing is is him like he got to the point where he's not even ring chasing anymore. He's just he's all-star, all-star chasing. Yeah, chasing. that's tight, dude. <laughs> I'm way more into that than ring chasing. Although, you know what? If somebody gets hurt and he's in the Eastern Conference, they're absolutely picking him. Like, like that was like Mello's role. Look, if he was on the Pistons, he for sure would be making the playoffs. Oh, man, that is a team. team. I don't know how they would make it work financially, but like that's a team that that needs a point guard so badly. They're already locked in financially for years with Drummond and Griffin. Mm-hmm. Like throw Mike Conley in there. You I know, think they could got, make the salaries they work. They got plenty of they they absolutely could make the salaries work cuz they've got a bunch of dudes that 
are like a little shorter term. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they could even get a little something from Memphis for just getting off the money. You know, because Memphis at this point is trying to. I mean, it's weird. It's weird because this year, um, Memphis Memphis owes a pick, a looming owed pick to the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. and uh, it's protected one through eight this year, one through six next year, and then it's totally unprotected. So a lot of fans kind of want to just lose the mm-hmm. pick now. Um, so our friend Keith at uh, Keith Parish of Fast Break Fast Break Breakfast. Um, the ideal spot for Memphis would be to finish ninth because that gives them a 20% chance at a top four pick. But if they don't get a top four pick, they just lose the pick and it's only number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Memphis is currently sixth worst, which gives them like a 96% chance to keep the pick. All right, Sean, you want to know what trade works here? Right. Fake trades are always boring, but here's yes. a trade that works. Mike okay. Conley and uh-huh. Garrett Temple. For Reggie Jackson, John Luer, Ish Smith, Stanley Johnson. Oh my God! Well, okay, so they get Stanley Johnson. That's a little potential. Ish Smith can play point guard for them, and John Luer can come home and be with John Hollinger. As <laughs> I Bob's mean, father. here's a and problem. Eagle Guardian. <laughs> here's a problem with the Reggie Jackson, John Luer. Uh, okay, they're on two-year deals. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. You know it's what like... John Luer makes a year? What's that? Ten million dollars. Wait, is are they signed through twenty twenty one or are they signed through next year too? Through next year too. Ah, that's all right. And so is Reggie Jackson. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good deal. The Pistons would make the playoffs. Uh huh. For sure. Dude. Right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, their 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 team is actually like pretty solid. Now I don't know. I don't know what happens giving up Stanley Johnson, but I don't. I don't know that he's been he stunk light the world on fire <laughs> again. I don't I'm not going to talk about the game, so I don't really even know. I don't have an idea, but the Pistons are currently uh, two games out of the playoffs mm-hmm. and they and they just like literally don't have anyone who can bring the ball up the court and like throw an entry pass. Conley Griffin Drummond. It's like grit and lob, right? Mm-hmm. Bob and sure. <laughs> um, All right, enough fake trades. Oh, wait, where do you think Marcus All's going? Um, I think he probably will not get traded and just end up opting out. I That's think my he's pick. the one getting traded. But I but what's like a good who who needs man? I I'm just trying to think of where he should go. The Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, right now. Yeah. So LeBron is going to come back. At but some and point. also he's opting out so like they get to save their yeah their so they're not, they're not like losing any powder they send what like a, a first round pick two or three years from now and they protect it something like that um and, i mean and they could send, send at, yeah yeah you know whatever from their mm-hmm. pile of stuff kcp and um okay kcp and Lance is Stevenson. what mm-hmm. yeah well that makes sense I don't know if you want to block the man Zubach, but no, it would be fun. Oh yeah, and you give him you give him Zubach probably too. Something or, like yeah. yeah. Asset plus Yeah. Yeah. Here's uh KCP Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley for Gasol works money wise. And Michael Beasley kinda belongs in Memphis. <laughs> 
Michael Beasley has a 19.3 PER this year. Uh, like he's barely playing, but still, good job, buddy. <laughs> nice. And fine, yeah, it'll get the and, Lakers out of the ninth seed. And alleyoop.com finally uh, will get a, P- a guy with a good PER. All right. Um, <laughs> alleyoop.com, the franchise. Uh, Sean, do you, speaking of Bill Simmons' Memphis gaff, uh, do you want to uh, walk us through this story here? Oh, yeah. So, so Houston in. What feels like to me an extremely uh, white analytics guy with a robot brain thing to do. It, the Rockets Although, are bad. Before you say that, yeah, yeah. Daryl Morey, go on round ball. Yeah, go on round ball, Rock. I'm just, I'm just saying it seems like, and I'm not saying it is that. Um, the Rockets are upset. And I'm not saying Daryl Morey complained about this. Uh, the Rockets organization was upset that they were not able to finalize a trade in the NBA because they didn't realize the league office would be closed on Martin Luther King day. Mm. Um, even though it's a very big holiday for the NBA, they have games all day. And one of the games included the Houston Rockets. So basically the nets bought out Kenneth Fareed. I mean, hold on. I'm actually going to defend the Rockets uh-huh. here real quick. What's that? I could understand thinking that maybe the league office would be open a day where they played eight games on TV all day. Well, look, I also tried to go to a bank on Martin Luther King Day. (laughs) I just I feel like if you're working for the NBA, like there's a calendar is in play. Like, yeah, for sure. They've they've all been working there for years. Um, Anyway, they they wanted to sign Kenneth Fareed, the manimal, the manimal. Morehead State's greatest mm-hmm. player of all time. Best NBA um, player I know with two moms. That's true. That's true. Um, so tight he has two moms, by the way. Two moms, tight. Two dads, also tight. Two moms, One mom, one tight. One dad, tight. All parents are tight. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> Raised by a grandmother, so tight. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Foster uh, families, dope as shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Adoption, oh, thumbs up. Uh, yeah. Uh, raised raised by like a whole family at once and sort of like a shared parenting cult situation. Mm-hmm. Questionable, but probably pretty tight. Pretty probably cool. pretty tight. Yeah. Raised by wolves, tight as shit. Oh, dude. super tight. That's like <laughs> one of the tightest. Um, so yeah, so Fareed uh got a buyout with the Nets. Um, he had not he hadn't been playing there. He just hasn't been playing enough. But uh, the Rockets wanted him, and they specifically wanted him to play against Joel Embiid. And the Sixers on Monday, uh, apparently they needed Fareed's defense, which is weird if you've you know kept up with Fareed's career, but whatever. Um, and then they they to make room, they traded Carmelo Anthony off their roster because they needed to have a space for him. Um, <laughs> and I think gave which, cash. Yeah. I'm going to be honest about something yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Um, I thought the Rockets bought out Carmelo Anthony like a month and a half ago. Yeah, the, he's, he hasn't been on the team. <laughs> um, and I think the reason is that they're, the luxury tax is really punitive for them right now. Mm-hmm. So it would have cost, like, like once they buy him out, they have to. So I think what they did was they, um, I don't even know. Melo has like a million and a half left on his deal or whatever. So they just sent that cash to the Bulls in their second such move this year. Yeah, my first question for you, Sean. 
Yeah. You're a baseball man. Yeah. Uh, who are the Chicago White Sox not going to sign with that uh, extra $1.5 million? Uh, I believe it is third baseman Manny Machado. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They've signed two of his like lifelong friends. Uh, they sent some money. Uh, like I assume it's weird because the Bulls are not getting any other assets except cash. And I just mm-hmm. assume it's like, you know, Manny Machado's favorite kind of flowers, mm-hmm. uh, his favorite chocolates. I mean, they would use it to sign Manny Machado, but uh, baseball teams aren't allowed to sign good players anymore. No, no. It's, so. uh, they're running a weird sports <laughs> cartel where all the money actually comes from streaming video technology. Uh-huh. And um, it is only allowed to go to that weird auction where you get to talk to players from other countries. That's the only yeah, place you're yeah. allowed to use money Just anymore. Fees and there's and also like all trades now include people trading international bonus slot money, very which is tight. so confusing. Very, like very you just want to make the you want to make the league for robots by robots. <laughs> um anyway, back to the Rockets. Yeah. So uh they trade they trade Mellow, try to clear the roster space, add Fareed but because the league office is closed, um, they can't. They can either add Fareed on Tuesday, mm-hmm. or not have him against. Or eat the a hamburger today. Yeah, a hamburger today. So they decided to release uh, James Nunnally. Uh huh. Their you know development. Deve- I would consider James Nunnally a developmental player, but he's also like the eighth man. He was on a ten-day contract too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're just going to sign him to another 10-day. But, unfortunately, you only get to sign a guy to one ten, to two 10-days a year. So, uh-huh. sorry, James Nunnally. You're probably not going to get to stay on the Rockets because yeah, of Tillman they... for Titta. And the... uh, yeah, so, and they and in that game where they had Fareed, they lost by approximately 85 points. <laughs> so, so it, it didn't matter that much to have Fareed. Um and so, recently, they just sent another guy that was in their rotation. Mm-hmm. Daniel House went to the G Denewell. League because... Denuel House. I don't know if that's yeah. it. He does, think, his name yeah. is Daniel, but it's with spelled, a U and an E. spelled actually like Daniel. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, um... It seems like... Danwell? Look, Danwell... Yeah. Uh, Danwell House seems like the name of, like... Um, it reminds me of like whatever that Alita Battle Angel movie is, where it's like, uh, yeah, this is an American movie that is based on some strange Japanese manga, uh, and it's just like Daniel House. <laughs> it also sounds like like a real shitty brand of like freeze dried coffee. Like, yeah. ooh, what is this? Oh, it's it's Daniel House. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into uh, this. Yeah, so they lost him. He had a two. He had a two-way contract, which is the wave of the future in the NBA. Uh, but you're only allowed a certain amount of days on the NBA roster. Mm-hmm. You have to have a real contract, or you have to stay in the G League. Uh, they offered him first a three years at the minimum, which was partially guaranteed. Uh-huh. He said no. Yeah, and then he was op- like, "I'm like your sixth man." Yeah, like he really is. Um, <laughs> Now, granted, he he has been re- he was released by the Warriors earlier in the season, but you know, it's roster crunches. Um, and then they offered him a fully guaranteed three year minimum deal, 
uh, and he also turned that down, mm-hmm. which means he's stuck with the Rockets G League team for the remainder of the season up until till and including when he signs a real deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted a minimum contract just for the year, mm-hmm. and then he would become a restricted free agent at the end of the year. And uh, if he plays out in the G League, he will become a restricted free agent. So the Rockets do not have a great deal of leverage here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I guess he would have a guaranteed, you know, it is a lot of guaranteed money based on like the world, but it is not a huge amount of guaranteed money for, uh, you know, the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's a minimum. It's the minimum. It is the minimum he could get. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he basically wanted to either become a free agent or get more money for signing a three-year contract. Yeah. So basically, this is another way that. Uh, these two-way contracts are very baseball-esque. In theory, in the- I like them because it's like you get to develop guys who are like a little too good for the G League but not quite NBA players. Uh-huh. But uh, they should just be roster spots on an NBA team like that don't count against the cap or whatever and are at a certain number. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It just, it feels like this is like a way to deny him the opportunity to play in the NBA. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And especially for someone who is playing so well, who went from getting released by a team to playing well enough where he's like, I think I could get a pretty good contract this summer. So Uh now he's uh, stuck in Rio Grande, Texas. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, I mean, I really think that, and it's weird that the Rockets are like, we want to get compensation for this player that we developed. And it's like, well, I guess you developed him, but, you know, he was, he was on another team in October. Mm -hmm. So like, how much, how much credit do you need to get for, you know what I mean? Like, like how much did they really develop him? He didn't go to training camp with them. Um, just just give him the minimum contract for the rest of the year, Daramori. Yeah, that's it's a weird stalemate. Um all right, let's move on though. It's uh Yeah, sorry. That's uh, this is a <laughs> lot of minutia. Sorry about that. Uh it's okay. Um I just wish he got at least got to spend his time on the Spurs G League team, the Austin Spurs. Because then he'd be able to keep Denuel weird. Yes. All right. <laughs> um <laughs> Hey, Dennis Smith Jr. is back. That was weird. <laughs> Yeah, and then Rick Carlisle apologized to him, and it's not clear why. Here's a question. Because, because still the official story is he was hurt, right? or And sick. Uh, and also was demanding a trade. I don't know. It's very unclear. Yeah. But my question for you is Rick Carlisle, Rick Carlisle apologized to him. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times in his life do you think Rick Carlisle has apologized for anything? Uh, I mean... <sighs> I mean, I'm not counting times when he, like, stepped on someone's foot. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to say it's maybe a baker's dozen. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, The other question I wanted to ask you before we move on real quick. Uh Uh, Also, by the way, very tight that the team seemed to really enjoy having Dennis Smith Jr. back. Um, But do you want Rick Carlisle to apologize to you for anything? Um, boy, is there anything I want him to apologize to me for? 
No, I'm, I'm good with Rick. I can't think of anything offhand. Okay. <laughs> um, I would like to apologize for him to apologize to me for having that haircut. Okay, um, <laughs> moving on. Um, I don't really want to talk about these last two stories. Let's get to the thing, right? What? Uh, we're going to cut that. Um, Sean, it was a big day yesterday in Hollywood. Yes. Um, the Oscar nominations are out. And uh, you and I are only basketball experts, but luckily we know a few people who are Hollywood insiders. Mm-hmm. Um, so for their takes on the Oscar nominees, here are uh, Brooke and Robin Lopez at the movies. Brooke and Robin Lopez at the movies. Twin brothers in who? And fandom. DC versus Marvel. Offense versus defense. Nerds who are jocks. Post ops versus hard screens. Jocks who are nerds. Kane versus Abel. The Snyder Cut. Take it away, Brooke. Or Robin. I'm not really sure who is who. Hey, Robin, it's me, Brooke. Uh, and we're here to talk about it was a very big day in Hollywood yesterday. Uh, the Academy Award nominations are out, and uh, I thought we should maybe talk about them. Yeah, let's definitely do it. It's a big day for movies, and it's a big day for Hollywood, and it's a big deal for it's a big day for the Lopez brothers. It's such a big day. I love I love the uh, the pomp, and also the circumstance. I love I love the hullabaloo. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good, too. All right, so let's talk about Best Picture. Mm -hmm. uh, our first nominee is Green Book, directed by Peter Farrelly, the oh, guy who made me, myself, and Irene. We're big fans of all of his work. I haven't, um, I haven't seen Green Book yet, but I do know that it's about friendship. Um, Robin, who is your best friend? Well, I thought that I was going to have a Green Book-style friendship with Bulls Power Forward Bobby Portis, mm -hmm. but it was not inspiring. He hit me with a Green Book. What kind of Green Book? Um, it was a collection of poetry. Weird. I couldn't believe that guy's into poetry. No, it was Cameron Payne's book. He stole it from him oh. through bullying. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that I think my best friend is Sora from the Kingdom Hearts series of video oh, games. Oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. And second only to both Goofy and Donald Duck. Uh, my best friend is my dog. He's very fluffy. And a dog is man's best friend. That is also true, Robin. Good answer. Yeah, thank um, you, Brooke. Our next movie is uh, Roma which is a movie I also haven't seen because uh, it's in black and white. And I consider only movies in the only movie to exist in black and white is Steamboat Willie. Um, I also would credit the first 20 minutes of the Wizard of Oz, but otherwise I completely agree with you. Um, I didn't want to see it at all because I am often teased for having a bad aroma. 
and it brings back bad memories. Oh, you don't smell that bad, Robin. Well, my hair's pretty dirty right now, Brooke. Oh, you should probably wash it. Yeah, I just don't like... I'm out of No More Tears shampoo, and I'm just worried I will cry in the shower in front of the guys. Uh, so our next nominee is uh, directed by Spike Lee, uh, who once called me very mean names in a <gasps> Subway series of uh, games. It's okay. It's he was okay. really mean to me, and then he was really nice to me for one year, and then mean again. Uh, but it's called Black Klansman. Uh, I didn't see this movie, but I do think that it would be a big dream to see Kylo Ren on screen with my favorite uh, version of Venom, Eddie Brock from that 70s show. Uh, mm-hmm. Because he's... Although, you know what? That Venom from Spider-Man 3 was not sick and twisted. Not like, twisted. At a, not enough. Yeah. I want my Venom really sick and twisted. Uh-huh. I uh I actually kind of when I see Adam Driver I think of Is him that as Kylo uh, Ren. That's Kylo Ren. Oh okay, just making sure. But I think of Kylo Ren more as Randy from the Meyerowitz stories. Fair enough. Uh, a next our next movie is another movie that I haven't seen called The Favorite. Um, I don't know what it's about, or uh, I don't. It's, it seems really old-timey, uh, and the only old-timey movie I like is uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's a good classic. Another older classic from the golden age of Hollywood that I enjoy is Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so good. All right, our next movie. Have oh, you, I don't want to see the, the favorite. Fi- no, I'm not going to see it because I heard there was finger-banging in it, and I, I'm that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, our next movie I did see, it's called Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw that too. And it's about the great band Queen. Uh, I will say one problem I had with Bohemian Rhapsody uh-huh. is that uh, the guy's fake teeth kept getting bigger and bigger every scene. And I thought it was weird that on their final concert at Live Aid, uh, he wasn't Freddie Mercury anymore. He was just one big tooth. Yeah, that was an odd artistic choice. Um, I wanted to learn more about their jock jams, and the movie didn't get into them enough. Mm. Hey, uh, Robin, remember that time we were playing one-on-one and I totally rocked you? Oh, man, but... And then you said, we are the champions, and I said, no, we're playing to 21. It's only four to three. I'll rock you any day of the week, man. What? Oh, oh. You, I'm going to say another one bites the dust when you bite the dust. You're a fat bottom girl. What? What? I'm a fat bottom boy. (laughs) I am a fat bottom boy. Anyway, our next, uh, our next, uh, best picture nominee is Vice. I also didn't see this one, uh, because, uh, I am a firm believer that, uh, the uh, Iraq war was, um, bad. And I don't like to think about it. Um, I thought this was about my favorite website for sports takes. So I didn't want to see it because I didn't want to get any spoilers to the great articles there. 
Also, I use them to help me with my do's and don'ts. Oh, that explains your haircut. I've read that yeah. magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty weird that um a guy who's like a racist gang leader uh wrote those do's and don'ts, huh? Yeah, that was really strange. It makes me really uncomfortable to remember when I thought that was a fun and lighthearted thing to read. Yeah, very weird. Anyway, our next movie for Up for Best Picture is definitely the best picture. It's mm-hmm. Black Panther. Easily. Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. I'm, I it's was about making... time that Marvel was up for these because Marvel always makes the best movies. Yeah, best picture last year. Well, here's the only thing. I might have also nominated Avengers Infinity War, but it's... It's too I under- sad. I don't want to see Spider-Man die. Well, we, we was just trying to help Tony Stark, and then he was so brave when he went into space. I can't believe he, Thanos did that. Like, so sad. Why did he do that? He could have... Oh, no. Anyway... And then Black Panther went, too. I guess this would be like a posthumous award for the Black Panther. Yeah, because he died. Uh, I wonder how he's going to accept an award. I don't know. I guess maybe through a cosmic cube. Oh, that makes sense. Um, I also think he should fight the Black Klansman in the sequel. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, and then our final best picture is another movie I haven't seen called A Star is Born. But what I, I do want to see it because I want to see Rocket Raccoon play country music. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. One thing I had always wondered about in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies is how Rocket Raccoon goes to the bathroom. And I've heard that The Star is Born finally shows Bradley Cooper urinating on screen, which comics fans and film fans alike have been demanding for years. Anyway, that was the best pictures. I don't really care about that, though. Do you, Robin? No. Way. no. It's, no. Time, it's time to talk about the real best pictures. Academy Awards. Best Animated Features. Yes, the real awards. This is the real awards. The one everyone actually cares about. One cares about your nerd movies for, oh, I'm in Spanish. Give me an award. Blah, blah. Anyway, our first nominee for the real awards is the incredible is Pixar's The Incredibles Two. Robin, did you like Incredibles Two? Yes, incredibly, I did. I loved it. It's it was- so good. Oh, I was so happy to see all my friends from The Incredibles back, like Mister Incredible and Mrs. Incredible uh-huh. and the baby. The baby, oh. the Jack, the baby. Oh, so good. And Frozone? Oh. Yeah. You know, you can only play Frozone defense. I've seen the f- game films. That's probably true. My feet are very slow. But I can I can score the ball really far away like Mr. Incredible. I mean, Mrs. Incredible. That's your superpower now. You've added a long-range missile to your chest of drawers or your bag of tricks. Your superpower is getting stuck in the city of Chicago. Man, I feel like a supervillain has imprisoned me there, and he just makes me run all the time. Yeah. Jim Boylan is kind of like General Zod. He is. uh, He stuck you in the negative zone. And he thinks I'm the Incredibles 2's kid. And I could run really fast. And I'm 
I'm I'm a large man, Brooke. I think you're a fat bottom boy. You said it earlier, but uh, well, I guess I am a fat bottom boy. The only thing I didn't like about this was I got confusing feelings about Mrs. Incredible. Just like that time with Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Did you say it out loud? Don't say you said it out no, loud. No, I just wrote it in my journal. Oh, good. Uh, all right. Our next nominee is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Which, this combined two of my favorite things, which are cartoons and the internet. Which, you know what's a funny thing is, um, when I saw this movie, first off, I loved it. Duh. Of but course. It reminded me of that time that we lived together in college and you broke the router and uh, we were like, whoa, Robin broke the internet. Yeah, I got really mad at a particularly contentious game of Mario Kart and I threw the controller at the router. Don't I'm not ever a, I'm come not at Waluigi now. when Brooke's controlling him. Man, I hate those tortoise shells. What did you think of Ralph Riggs the Internet? Oh, I loved it. It was good. I liked that it was also about a large person who breaks things. Yeah. I, could I feel see like why I'm the record like Ralph of the NBA. You're the record not Ralph quite of as my family. Age. That's for That's sure. True. I definitely am. Also, I was kind of thinking I should start wearing overalls. You definitely should. Yeah. Anyway, uh, our next nominee is Mirai. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a Japanese feature directed by Mamoru Hosoda, who directed my favorite movie, Digimon the Movie. Digimon! All right, Robin. Sorry. Who is I your just, favorite I... Digimon? Um, who is my favorite Digimon? I think I like the, um, the most powerful Digimon, of course. Gomamon? That's correct. Gadomon? Gabumon? You don't know Digimon. You only know Pokemon. You're I only stupid. know Pokemon. You're I was stupid. pretending. Digimon's I way tried better. to pretend. Digimon's way better than Pokemon. Anyway, uh, did you see Mirai, Robin? I did, and you I know, loved it. It's so it good. It was great because I was a big fan of One Piece, colon, Baron Amatsuri and the Secret Island. Mm -hmm. And while Mirai was a smaller film, it had such emotional and personal touches. I believe that while the Academy will probably ignore it, Mamoru Hosada, this is your magnum opus. Oh, that's good. Wow. Robin, that was really beautiful. Thank you, Brooke. All right. Our next nominee is Island of Dogs. It stars Brian Cranston from John Carter, oh, Bill uh. Murray from Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, Scarlett Johansson from The Perfect Score, Greta Gerwig from No Strings Attached, Jeff Goldblum from Independence Day Resurgence, Edward Norton from Sausage Party, Bob Balaban from City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold, and also my favorite movie, Lady in the Water. Oh, wow. Francis McDormand from Transformers, Dark of the Moon, and Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, and Harvey Keitel from National Treasure. Robin, did you see Island of Dogs? 
I didn't because I was afraid that something bad would happen to the dogs. I saw I it. I saw it and I loved it. It's really, really good. Oh, oh, should I see it? You should see it. I think okay. you're like. I think you'd like it. It's a little bit of a grown-up movie, uh, like pretending to be a a movie for guys like us, like kids. But it's like still us, a cartoon. But it's still a cartoon. It's still a basically. cartoon. So I think you'll okay. like it. It's all right. It's claymation. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of like um. Like uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Can I watch it with my dog? Oh, for sure. Your dog yeah. will love it. All right, I'm going to see it our, then. And finally, our ne- our last best picture is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, this was a mind-blowing it, epic for me. This is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I've seen it 13 times since it came I've out. I've seen it times oh it's incredible oh it's just it makes me think about the possibilities of the world like like what all the about different universes yeah like what if there was a universe where i played defense and you played offense what if there was a universe where i was born one minute before you yeah right that would never happen you're right i always get to be a, old i'm definitely a top twin <laughs> Uh, what about a universe where there were Lopez triplets? Oh my god. And he was a combo guard, the third one. Oh, we'd squash him. We'd squash him so much. We'd squash him so we'd much. Say, there hey, was a little Lopez, like, god, I'd kill Lopez. him. I Get out of here. You, you jerk. Noogie Central. You fucking nerd. I swore. No credits, Willies. Robin, I oh. swore. I didn't mean to swear. Oh, oh. Are they going to cancel the podcast? I hope not. I hope they don't cancel the podcast. Don't tell. I'm not going to tell mom and dad. I promise. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. Please don't tell Coach Boylan I'm afraid of him. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to have to run so much. Robin, before anyone catches us, what is the best movie animated movie of the year? It's got to be Spider-Verse. I can't decide. They're all so good. Uh, it's a five-way tie. It's all five of them in a row while I'm eating chocolate. <laughs> I did decide. Oh, one last thing about the Spider-Verse. I did decide that I kind of wish there was an alternate universe where I didn't have to play with Joe Johnson and Darren Williams for oh, most of my life. That would have been a lot better. I at least got to play with Steve Nash for a little yeah, while. That was probably really fun, except he wouldn't let you eat sugar, that nerd. No, get out of here, nerd. Anyway, that's been our show. Uh, back to you, Joey and Sean. See you at the pictures. That was... They, those guys really did not care about Best Picture of the Year. That was, I don't, I honestly don't think they saw any of them except Black Panther, no matter what <laughs> they claimed. Like, you know, there was not enough information there. Uh, I kind of think they maybe just worked off the titles, but uh, I don't know. Um, all right, Sean, that's been our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you like to plug? Uh, well... Uh, come see the business on Monday nights at Little Joy every Monday night at that bar. Um, and you know, especially, yeah, yeah. Um, as for me, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter 
uh-huh. at Frankie Muniz, where on one fourteen nineteen I tweeted, my inability to sleep will be the death of me. <laughs> um, I, Sean, I need, I need, yeah. A uh, couple months back, or a couple yes. weeks back, I guess, um, Grantland Jr. had uh-huh. a huge, massive, massive, gigantic viral hit mm-hmm. with their song Hallelujah. Yeah. And uh, we hear it around Ball Rock. Uh, we want to be viral. We want to be yeah. viral so bad. Just let Doing us be viral. Best. Every like, day, that's what I pray and for. viral for a reason that's like not like uh, one of us maybe smirked at a native person or something. You no, know what I mean? Bad, like, that's the bad kind of viral. I, that's like be, the virus kind. We want to be praised, not canceled. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so, Sean... Because their Luka Doncic parody song was so popular, we decided that is clearly how we're going to get popular. And you've written yeah. 11 well, of I, these so far? 11 of these so far. This is number 12. And in the spirit of not getting canceled, um, we'd heard back from our tens of thousands of listeners that they love songs about Slovenia. But, uh, you know, we, we maybe had been appropriating it. A little bit and maybe maybe using it as a little bit of a punchline so uh i i went to a seance i got in touch with the ghost of tom petty again and he's he's delivered uh, a culturally sensitive song about slovenia and luka Doncic this time and it's it's called three ballin i think you're gonna enjoy it um awesome well uh that will probably be playing right now as we're talking uh trust the process trust the process and shut it down daryl mori go on round ball genie bus go He's on the business guard, loves Ljubljana, loves fun stuk and slovenia of course he's a good god he's crazy about aniston loves animals like the lip is on her horse and it's a long day living in Slovenia the Copa rivers running through the yard and I'm a bad scout cause I focused on his missus I'm a bad scout Cause I didn't think he'd start And now he's three He's three ballin' Yeah, he's three He's three ballin' And all the vampires in the Drava Valley, stopping at Tree Club National Park. And all the bad scouts are checking out Stukian Caves. And the good guards are in Tartini Square, Piran. But he's three. He's three balling. Lucas three He's three ballin' 
You know, back when I was alive, me and the Hardbreakers once played a festival in Maribor, and we got hammered doing shots of Pelinkova. Ben Montench got so wasted, he found him next morning passed out under the Rudolph Maester monument. Mike Campbell drew a dick on his face. It was hilarious. I want to glide down into the burning airport. I want to refight the ten-day war. I want to fill the song with facts about Slovenia. I want to visit the Adriatic seashore, but Lucas three. He's three ballin'. Lucas three. He's three ballin'. Yeah, well, Luca might make the All-Star team, but the fan vote costs 50%. Then, I guess the media's 25%? It's real confusing. Kind of seems like it'd be a conflict of interest for some of those writers. I don't know, maybe I'll check Larry Kuhn's CBA FAQ. Oh, sorry. Three ballin'! I got caught up in the minutia. Well, time to see if David Bowie's League Pass subscription's working again on the Roku. Like, rate, and subscribe, Round All Rock. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.